Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But it's so important. We've been given the instructions to be earnest and disciplined in our prayers. It is time for us to get serious about our commitment and our responsibility. You know, I t- touched a little bit yesterday about taking our place. But you know what? One of the places that God has commanded us all to take is to pray. To pray, to pray. Prayer changes the world around us. Welcome to Rama for Today. Lynette Hagen continues her teaching on praying for the nation. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Lynette Hagen for today's message. And when I think that the North Pole is in the South, and the West is the East, I know that my pilots get really, they would like to laugh at me when, when I'm trying to, well, now, 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 where is Africa? And I'm looking over at Asia. You know, I'm sure they want to laugh, but they're very kind to me. But God is interested in the whole world. And he is wanting us to pray for the whole world. But of course, you know, where we live, where we have authority is in our world, in our nation. And so we in the United States have authority over our nation. And those of you that live other places, you have authority in your nation. And it's very important that we take our place. 1 Peter 4:7 says, "But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer." We know that the end times are here. I mean, when you just look at what's happening, you know that it is, the end time is very close. And Peter is admonishing us, the end is at hand. So what do we need to do? We need to be sober. We need to watch unto prayer. The New Living Translation says the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Now, you know, it's amazing that we don't always get earnest in our prayers until it affects us. But it's so important. We've been given the instructions to be earnest and disciplined in our prayers. It is time for us to get serious about our commitment and our responsibility. You know, I t- touched a little bit yesterday about taking our place. But you know what? One of the places that God has commanded us all to take is to pray. To pray, to pray. Prayer changes the world around us. You know, not because our prayers change God, but because God has ordained that he will work through our prayers. He said, call unto me and what? I, Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee. But guess what? We got a call. 
those are the rules of prayer that he has set down. Now, what has he told us to do? Let's go over to 1 Timothy 2. 1 Timothy 2. I'm going to read this first in the King James Version. And then I want to read it in several other versions. You know, us women, we like all the details, not just a few of them. And you men just shake your heads when we start telling you the details. 1 Timothy 2.1 says, I exhort therefore that first of all, how are we to pray? Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. He says, first of all, we need to pray for everybody. Now, you know, let's be honest. We may pray for a few of our friends that ask us to join us in prayer. But who do we pray for mostly? Ourselves. Very kind of self-centered prayers. Hey, we all do. We all do. And we think, well, you know, with the time that we have... It keeps us busy praying for ourselves, And certainly that's okay. But he said, we need to pray for all men with supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. And then specifically, he describes, Paul is telling Timothy, for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. You know, I want to ask you how much praying and how much grumbling have you done for those that are in authority? Wow. To be honest, and I, I now, and I don't, like I say, I don't know about other countries because you'll have to compare that. But to be honest, probably as Christians, this is our grumbling, the government, and here's our prayers. Hey, we just need to tell it like it is. The only way that you can change anything is to be honest and say, I hadn't prayed enough. It's like when your prayers go up, remember that little children's song? The blessing, you know it, Denise, what is it? The blessings come down as the prayers go up. The blessings come down as the prayers go up. We might need to, to sing that song again. Because our prayers have not been going up, obviously, as much as they should here in the United States of America, or we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in. And I want to tell you what, uh, all I can say, it's a mess. It is a total mess. The enemy is on a war path. And the most important thing that we've got to do as Christians is to recognize that and do what he has told us to do. And that is to what? Pray. The New Living Translation says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks 
for them, pray this for kings and for all who are in authority. And then the message Bible says, the first thing I want you to do is pray. Yeah, sometimes, you know, God can't get us to even pray. Pray every way you know how, for everyone you know. Pray especially for rulers and their governments to rule well so you can be quietly about our business of living simply in humble contemplation. This is the way our Savior God wants us to pray. God wants us to pray for our nation. Now, for those of you here that live in the United States of America, I want to remind you, you may, may have been a long time that you have reviewed of how the United States of America came into being. The United States of America was an answer to the prayers of people who wanted to be able to worship God freely. God, the one and only God. It was founded on what? One, what? Do you know? One nation under God. Indivisible. For somebody, I want you to get the American flag out here somewhere. One nation under God. There was a great expectancy as many from the European continent traveled the waves of the Atlantic Ocean to come to a land of freedom of religion. The Baptists, Quakers, Roman Catholics, Methodists, Presbyterians, Mennonites, Lutherans, Puritans, and many others came, their goal to go where they could worship God in spirit and in truth. At his first inauguration, General George Washington inserted the words, so help me God into the oath of office for the presidency of the United States. As our nation's first president, he later wrote, it is impossible to govern without God and the Bible. It is impossible to govern without God and the Bible. And now you wonder what Bible, or what, I'm not calling the Bible, what books they're using he said, it's impossible to govern without God and the Bible, the Holy Bible. As Washington pointed out, the Bible is the foundation cornerstone of our society. From the word of God, our value system here in the United States was founded regarding family living, hard work, personal responsibility, justice, etc. I mean, you realize our justice system was built on the Ten Commandments, that shall not kill. Right? The Constitution of the United States is a document that was bathed in prayer by our founding fathers. For many days, the framers of the Constitution argued and debated about its organization and its wording. This led the entire New York delegation to leave the meeting altogether. Such disunity caused a gloom to settle over the meetings. 81-year-old Benjamin Franklin, so ill that he had to be carried into the meeting hall, stood to address the discouraged delegates. He reminded them of earlier meetings of the Provincial Congress, which had always opened in prayer. In the first, and this is what he said, in the first meeting of the Provincial Congress in 1774, for example, the Founding Fathers met for more than three hours in earnest prayer for their nation, for the nation and their deliberations before they began their planning. 
You can't even get Christians to pray for three hours. You do good sometimes for three minutes. Three hours. They met in earnest prayer. No wonder our Constitution has stood for these many years. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Honey, we have got an awesome offer this month. Okay. Uh, this is your dad's teaching on Live in the Supernatural, two DVDs and on DVDs, that. DVDs, yeah. That's right. And then your uh, CD, You're Not of This World. You realize we're not of this world? No. We may be in the world, but we are not of yeah. this world. I say it like this. We're in two worlds at the same time, That's the way right. I say it. That's right. You know, so, hey, you need to get a hold of these. These is normally $33.95 and... Uh, we're going to give them for twenty nine ninety five. Four dollars save off you, savings. Uh, save a little bit, That's you know. Right. But you're not of this world. This is a great sermon that I preached. Uh, uh, too often uh, Christians uh, let the world dominate them and rule their thoughts uh, mm-hmm. when the problem seems insurmountable and, and they feel hopeless. But we don't need to do that. We need to realize that we're ro- ro- ruling and reigning with Christ. And then Dad, living the supernatural... Uh, there's two two C, uh, DVDs here, uh-huh. Seeing Into the Supernatural Ram, and Built on Purpose, Not on Personality. That's a good one. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Lynette Hagen's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.